Welcome to Beerfield. I am your host, Chris Hopper, at Beerfield Hop with two Ps, joined by at Ryan Miner underscore FFB, at Beerfield Theory. Gentlemen, how are you on this glorious last evening before we all get blown up with cold weather in Missouri? You know. I, I am ecstatic living. right now. I am ecstatic with Michigan winning the national championship. So it's been a constant go party. That's right. Their first ever, right? No, first since 97. So 97. Oh, that, year, 97. Final. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You did have so, yeah, that so, thing happen, huh? So I was very, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Ryan's still hungover is what I hear. Uh, I don't get hangovers, surprisingly enough. Not to brag or anything, but. Uh-huh. That's what everyone says. Famous last words until it happens. And then, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> or it does. All right. Um, I said what I said. Most of the news cycle this week is going to be around head coaching changes and rumors. So that's what we're going to talk about. Head co- uh, coaching, not just head coaching changes, I guess. Coaching changes and rumors. Uh, before we do that, uh, we're drinking stuff and things. Episode 468, by the way. Oof. Look at us go. What's fueling beer fueled? What'd you say to him? I said, look at us go. Look at us go. All right. Uh, Ryan, why don't you start us off? Dude, I am ecstatic to bring this beer on because they just finally brought it back into stores. I bought the whole shelf. That's how excited I was when I saw it. It's the Bell's Hop Slam? Did you buy no. the did you buy the beer on the shelf too or just the shelf? Yes, the <laughs> shelf. I, 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 I took the shelf and left the beer. I am drinking New Holland Brewery's Mad Hatter. It is a Midwest ah. IPA. It, it used to be, it was sold in store like three or four years ago and they pulled it and it was brewery only and now it just came back out. Nice. I think I've had that one. I used to sell it at Benny's when I, I lo- when I, I was still it. there. Yep. All right. Not too shabby. All right, I am drinking uh, Pipeworks out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, this is a brewed in collaboration with Manny's Cafeteria and Delicatessen. Uh, this is their pastrami on rye. So this is described as a rye ale with smoked malt, brown sugar, black pepper, coriander seed, red pepper, and mustard seed. Interesting. Uh-huh. So, um, okay. I probably wouldn't buy a four pack of this normally, but I just used mustard seed in a beer to okay or not great results. So I was real curious how it showed up in in this one as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll give you a little spoiler. I didn't finish the first can of this I opened, so not because it was bad, <laughs> just because it's a lot. Damn, what you got? I am drinking Riggs Schwartz beer. Because oh. their black lagers are amazing, and uh, they're everything amazing. Yeah, and uh, most things said, uh, I don't think I've had something bad from Riggs. So, Riggs out of Urbana, Illinois, outside of Champaign, where the uh, main university lies. Um, yeah, more on this later. All right. Well. With that, Black Monday. 
our last Black Monday. All right, let's go ahead and so, start. so somber. That's right. <laughs> they, they didn't even make it. All didn't even make it to Monday. Like the rumors started Sunday night. They did start Sunday night and they've been kind of spread out. So uh, we'll remind you of people that were let go earlier in the season, as well as people that were just let go to cover all of the coaching vacancies. Let's start in Atlanta. Uh, We've been calling for it all year. Head coach Arthur Smith has been fired. Uh, Their season ended a blowout loss to the Saints. Um, Over three years, Smith had a 21 and 30 record and realized he'd been there three years already. Uh, they were under 500 in every campaign after investing heavily in the skill side of the ball. Damn. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Makes me wonder what's going on with Pitts. Oh, yeah. This is actually a pretty enticing job to take over, too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of good a lot of good offensive pieces to play with. Don't have a quarterback. Defense. They have a high enough pick to maybe make a trade. I, I can see them in the market for a veteran QB. Yeah. I see them in the market for maybe trading for Justin Fields if the Bears decide to go that route. Yeah. Um, or one of these kind of older vets that will hit uh will so hit Joe, the market too. So Joe Flacco is starting for Atlanta next year. Oh my God, that'd be incredible. And people are gonna be like, Oh God, Flacco, Atlanta's gonna win the division, and then they're gonna go. Nine, six and eleven seven, again. Seven and ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna go. Yeah. Nothing will change because you know, Joe Flacco. Yep. His uh his last move as the Falcons head coach, by the way, was screaming at Dennis Allen for something Jameis Winston did. So for scoring a, so awesome. a late office, touchdown. But, yeah. Yeah. And again, my response to that is I maybe fucking stop him. Don't throw the pick and get him to the one. Now they lined up in victory formation, right? I get it. They're like Threw the pick, went to the one, under a minute and a half left there in victory formation. Looked like they were going to kneel it out. They handed it to Williams out of victory formation. <laughs> and, that, and that was uh, his first touchdown of the season. You know, which, 16 less than the year before. Which is why they wanted to do it. But, yeah, touchdowns are fluky. I love it. That's your reminder. Yep. Uh, right. As for Arthur Smith, I just hope he disappears. I don't want to see him get an OC job anywhere. I just want him to go away. Maybe we'll go to college. You can go. That might be better. Fuck off there for a while. Yeah. That might be better. College. He won't get another head coaching shot. He'll probably end up as like an offensive assistant or a run game coordinator. He needs to go be a run game coordinator. One of those teams that does run game and, and pass games. Go be a run game coordinator. He does do something well. It just doesn't go well for the entire offense. Go do the thing you do. And it's well. outdated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not very dated anymore. So, yeah. Go do the thing you do. Sorry. Offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey was fired by the Bills back on November 14th. That's more like just a reminder. Uh, the Panthers fired Reich November 27th. Uh, they more importantly fired their GM, Scott Fitter, on January 8th after a 2-15 and season. Assistant head coach Deuce Staley and quarterback coach Josh McCown all also gone. Um, Reich will, I'd assume, be in demand as a coordinator in the offseason. Yeah, uh, right off the success you saw with mm-hmm. the Eagles and in part time with the Colts. Yeah, I haven't agreed with a lot that Pepper's done, but getting rid of the GM will also seem to be the right call. Um, they've done not like the McCaffrey trade ended up not being good for them. Some of the draft picks haven't panned out. Defense is pretty decent, but they haven't built up the offense the way it needed to be. Too many misses, not enough movement. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. All right. Uh, another thing to celebrate. Uh, the Bears made a giant run of changes. Uh, do not forget Allen Williams, their defensive coordinator, was fired earlier in the season. They've also fired offensive coordinator Luke Getze, uh, quarterbacks coach Andrew Janako, receivers coach Tyke Tolbert, 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 Tolbert. I want to pronounce everything with like Colbert. I think it's Tyke Tolbert. <laughs> Running backs coach Omar Young and tight assistant tight ends coach. The assistant tight ends coach got the axe. They got fucking rid of everyone. Assistant tight ends coach firing the assistant tight ends coach when that was one of the strengths of your team. (laughs) Anyway, um, because that's their fault for not telling the head. Well, about that, the assistant didn't do his. He probably was was bringing hot coffees when they're supposed to be hot, and cold food was hot. I asked for a latte. This is black. Actually, they fired every positional coach on the offensive side of the ball, but the O line coach and the head tight ends coach apparently. So, okay. Uh, okay. Getsy getting fired needed to happen. Uh, not nearly dynamic enough with the quarterback he had at his disposal. Um, say what you will about the personnel that was there, but just not not anywhere near creative enough with fields. That was his downfall. Like, not enough downfield movement. His tail is out all this time with the Bears. We're going to throw screens and run it up the middle. So, um, they got a couple interviews lined up. We'll talk about them in a minute. Anything else on the Bears changes? No, we're waiting oh. for. Uh, though I'm a little surprised that that Flutes didn't get to can too, and they would have just cleared house. I am, but too. I mean, I, I understand the improved finish at the end of the season, but this is another that poach days a season probably too long. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is this a sign? Go a new quarterback route. Yeah, this is a sign to me that they're going to keep fields, is what this is. This is a sign to me that they're going to keep fields, probably not pick up the fifth-year option. Um, and oh, they'll, they'll pick up the fifth-year for sure. Oh, for trade reasons. Yeah. So they'll pick yeah, up the fifth-year uh, options. Absolutely. They're going to keep fields, and if it doesn't pan out again, then this is a situation where I think they're firing everybody and making a trade. Now, here's the problem with with this situation, right? We know Flus is on the hot seat. If you're the OC taking this job, uh, this is why I don't like that they didn't fire him. Because if you're competing for a top OC to go play for a head coach that's on the hot seat, like, that's that's dicey to me. There's yep, not job security there. So unless that OC has prospects of hopefully taking over as head coach in the event the head coach is fired or auditioning for it and can be sold on that, this is bad news bears. This is why they should have fired them both. Uh, are you sure? That's really bad news bears, and they should have fired them both because with the picks they have, they're able to, they can move around. They have, I mean, they got multiple ways they could build our, this team right now. They could try to trade fields and get more or trade the first overall pick and get more there. There's a lot they can build with, but is the coach going to be able to put a product on the field that can execute with that? Yeah. Why wouldn't they be able to? Um, Why couldn't Getze? Why couldn't, after his previous success, Eberflus did okay at the defense. I will give him that. Down the stretch, the defense played very, very well, um, which is his calling card. I'll give him that bit. 
that Getze couldn't do it. There's been no offensive coordinator in Bears' recent history that could put a team on the field that performed at the level that it should perform. God, that was back in the the Matt Forte and Jay Cuddy era. Even then... Late 2000s. And Mark even Trestman, then, even Mark Trestman had what one year? I think he had one good year, relative and success, then, and then it was bad again. He had one year where Jeffrey and Marshall both went over a thousand, and Forte was a beast, and it completely regressed. And that's just that's kind of the story for the Bears. So, like, I get they got a lot of draft capital, and I tend to trust Ryan Pace, but they have not in my lifetime put out a competent offense. No, at least not consistently. But, I don't. I don't have much. I I don't have a whole bunch of fit. Like I like pace more than what they've had prior in polls. But I just the decision not to not get rid sorry. of Lewis. Yeah, like polls more than what they had in pace. I I'm sorry, polls and pace. Sorry, yeah, backwards. Yeah. I I uh, I didn't agree with the you know with them keeping Flus. Um. We're going to see how the Justin feels like. That's the number one offseason storyline. It's what the Bears are going to do with the 101, yeah. which in turn means what they're going to do with, with Justin Fields. And it, it's it's going to turn into a team that's starving. Yeah, like it's a team that's going to be starving for some relative success. So they're going to potentially undermine the future and just try to get a playoff game in, right? They're, they're going to battle to be a wild card team in a winnable in a somewhat winnable NFC, right? Obviously, Green Bay is better than expected. Detroit played right where they wanted him to. Minnesota was ravaged with injuries, but, you know, the Bears have a good team. They just need someone there, you know, to get him over that step, and I don't think Fluce is that guy. I, I, like, maybe I'm Ron, but I've been Ron plenty of times. It's just, it doesn't feel like that's going to be the case, and you can blame Getsy for all of it, but no, you can't. <laughs> But you can't, right? Yeah. And it, I don't know if moving on from Fields is the right move or not. Because there is no, there's no true right answer. No, nobody knows what the nobody right answer is, out. and that's the problem. That's why there, there's a lot of hope yeah. and a lot of excitement around that Packers game, because if Fields could go out there and do something with that, then you feel felt a lot better about it heading into the offseason. And then he didn't. Yeah, and you can blame the old line which is from watching that game is perfectly reasonable and say it's not his fault but it's the same story we've been talking about for two years so i'm gonna hope they don't uh they do trade the pick at this point because i don't want to see a quarterback go there and just have another coaching carousel which yeah i don't want to see a uh, players will make it very much the same is that it's very difficult to learn one offense imagine having to learn a new offense every couple every of years fucking year and, and uh, it's yeah. it's amazing when guys that you know like Baker who's able to find success through that change constantly and doing the same thing that Justin Fields now and he's not throwing a new offense anyway so it's the same fucking story over and over again yeah and that's why I don't like that they didn't kind of line things up a little bit better I guess so so I think that Fields stays because you don't want to bring a quarterback in this year to what I would consider to be a, a lame duck head coach and then change it all over again next offseason for that young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, last year, I mean, Fields was what? three. He only won three games. Or Ibufu in general only won three games. This year won seven. So 
definitely on the uh, correct trajectory on that. And that defense, like you said, is already starting to take the right step forward. It's just the offense, like, like, okay, the connection with Fields and DJ Moore is definitely happening. Yeah, They have the one-on-one. They're, they could definitely trade down that pick. You know, could New England look to jump up? Could the Giants look to move up? Could Atlanta even be somewhere crazy to look to move up yeah. to try to get that number one pick? Yeah, I think, I think, I said, I think Atlanta's going to be the team that's going to move for a veteran quarterback, but there's a lot of coaching changes up top, yeah. So yeah I, I, think, think that, I think Atlanta will jump up. So that's what I think too. Like that's like one team of mine is like basically they are truly a quarterback away from being a competent team. And they, yeah, which, which, is which is why I think they're gonna Which is why I think they're gonna go the free agent veteran route. See, and I think they go the young QB route because all their skill players are young too. I think they they are missing a QB from that core. I don't think that they you know, obviously, there's some assumptions there that they're extending people, keeping people, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they can yeah. also just keep going. Yeah, like Let them grow from where they're together. picking, they could keep. They don't even have to move up. I'm sure, you know, there's an opportunity for them to, you know, they can take, you know, you know, if a guy like Penix Falls or, you know, if they yeah. want to reach on a McCarthy. Oh, or, no, you don't want to go that high. Or too. God that forbid, have... a Bo Nix or something like there's right. there's there's avenues you know, for them to go. If they wanted to, I think if they draft a quarterback, they're going to try to hit the home run. They're not going to reiterate again. Yeah. And I can, yeah. you know, maybe they have the capital, you know, to move that. But for me, I, I, I'm penciling in a, a veteran QB. I, I think they could be the team that makes an offer for Cousins. Ah, Probably not enough. Here we go. We're I starting do. up. The uh, Cousins is moving this offseason. No, no. Casting again. I'm not witch casting it. I'm just saying, just because I think a team's going to try mm-hmm. to get him away doesn't mean I'm saying that I'm witch casting it. I, hold on. Where are my sticky notes? <laughs> Dan Cousins trade counter. One. One. Keep a running tally. A running tally? Yep. I'm going to put it right there on my monitor. Keep a running tally every time you suggest that Kirk Cousins gets traded this offseason. Because it was every week last season. He can't get traded. He's a free agent. Okay. Doesn't get so, re-signed or whatever. The Athletic came out with a article of saying He's that uh, to Minnesota. entertaining the Falcons training up to the number one pick. That's where I'm and, at. Yeah, like that's like I just see that team and that that's just what I see. It's just like are they I'm, picking I'm at ten? The, they're picking at eight. Eight. That eight? Yeah. They're just one pick ahead of Chicago. Because Chicago's got one and nine now. I've seen a lot of eight ones. Yeah, I've seen I've started to see those pop up. I'm what, sticking with my guts. What the article says, if there's anything like what they're looking to trade up for, like what it's entailing. I'm also seeing rumors that they might not even get the same amount for this pick, which is astonishing to me, just given how much this class has been talked up. For the last three years, but again, you know, the, you know the the Twitter dynasty hive mind is a lot different than what the overall you know scout departments of these teams are saying, mm-hmm. which is nuts to me because there's there's a lot of people that are so high on on May and Williams, and now with you know Daniels being involved in this too, then yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we know at least one or two teams are going to be making moves. 
We do. All right. Sorry, I was looking at the the playoff thing that we were doing the last yeah. couple of weeks. Playoffs. 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 We'll get to those in a minute. All right. Uh, we don't need to talk about Vegas because they did this on Halloween, but they are going to be hunting a new general manager and head coach. Antonio Pierce had a good stint as a interim. Doesn't look like they're going to bring him back, though. Really? Yeah. Why not? That's, uh, that's surprising I, to me. I, 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 I can't thought, answer I that. For sure. It's a tale as old as time. We've seen, like, it happened with Caldwell, too, right? And a few others. Like, we see coaches take over interim that do a damn good job and you know they don't they don't know it's not a sure thing they still might latest odds i'm seeing have pierce staying over them doing something like a harbaugh or trying to make a splashy signing but um we'll see i think they should keep him i think that he got the team to play for him play well we've seen former Defensive players like this, look at what D'Amico Ryans just did with Houston, right? We've seen yeah. them ex- excel. We've seen former linebackers excel. So, all right. Anything right, so else? See what's... I thought I heard it somewhat like uh, Antonio Pierce going to somewhere else. Like someone else wanted to. Uh, the Giants, I think. Giants wanted to reveal? Rumor at one point. Oh, no. Tennessee Titans. And the Titans, yeah. Yeah. We'll That's the There will be a rumor roundup here in a minute, too. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, Chargers, we knew about this one already. They fired Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco. That's another one that's going to be an attractive. Well, maybe not as attractive as people think. You got Herbert. You have some aging skill players. You have no cap and not a lot of draft capital. So just they got a high pick. That's yeah. about yeah, they do have a high Herbert pick. and a high pick, uh, which will probably be receiver <laughs> to yeah. replace the depleting wide receiver room that barely got any. They got pretty much no help last year. Except they should actually last draft a. Except they tried to do that last year and that didn't go well for them. <laughs> they went fucking poorly for them. You 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 literally picked the Ron of the four receivers. <laughs> You got a seventy-five percent chance to get it decent to right, and you got the and wrong you, one. you bombed the fuck out of it. We did say that he had the highest bust potential, right? And now you won't call anybody oh, yeah. bust after one year, but that's kind of where we were with it. His track record does not look good. No, doesn't look great. <laughs> Just say that. Not, not good. Uh, the New York Giants fired their special teams coordinator and their offensive line coach. We won't spend time on that. Steelers fired Matt Canada a while ago. Um, and um actually looked decent over the back part of the season on offense. So imagine that. It's like Ben was right the whole time. <laughs> so true. A uh, little bit of a surprise, I guess, in the fact that we knew it could happen, but weren't sure it was gonna happen. The Titans fired Mike Rabel. On January 9th, after six seasons, 54 and 45, most of those overperforming uh, and getting a lot out of his guys. Uh, three trips to the playoffs, one AFC championship game appearance. Uh, very, very successful tenure there for Brable, but they decided to move on. He'll be well, in- how many one and done's did he have as of first place? Yeah. He'll be in demand as a head coach, though, I think. You think? He was rumored to go to the rumor Patriots. Rumor obviously is going to be the Patriots because you know yeah. that's where he played the majority of his career, if not all of it. But 
I can see him maybe going back down to DC. I can see maybe a a job there. It's been a struggle the last three years. Like like for him, it's a what have you done for me lately? It's been three straight losing seasons. I think that can Um, be justified a lot on personnel and GM. It absolutely can, but I'm just saying, you know, head coaches also get a you know they do a lot of their shit's written on their win loss record, and and especially with how how uncompetitive sometimes AFC South can be and just how winnable it's looked the last handful of years that uh yeah I can see why like I'm not I'm not shocked by this move yeah look how far we are we're off on the AFC South a lot I picked Houston not on day one (laughs) but I picked Houston last week I I think we all yeah no but we, no, we were all around. We Everyone picked time. Jacksonville. Everyone I picked thought it. Jacksonville was going to be in line for the number one seed with all. Yeah, they uh, with all everyone, easy that that yeah. schedule looked. Everyone wants to talk about the Eagles collapse. Jacksonville's was just as bad. Yeah, and Eagles. What, what happens? The Eagles are one and done. What happened? Yeah, what could happen this weekend. So I got. That, that's yeah. my prediction. Yep, I think that they are. They have no momentum on their side. That's a bad situation no. to be in. I never saw a defense. I thought that looks. Yeah. What defense? Exactly. Uh, like it went from. I hate to say it. Miami's in that same type of tailspin right now, too. Yeah. yeah and it's going to be zero degrees in Kansas City. Yeah. Kick off. Oh, yeah. At least they have a team that's also pretty mightily, too. Uh, Casey Which one? They're, they're, right. both, they're both struggling. Yeah. True. Casey has looked, they've been struggling all year. Yeah. Like, it's very apparent that they're uh, that Mahomes can't carry a lackluster offense, which you can't ask any player to do single handedly. You know, it's not on him. Like, he gets it to them and where they need to be. If they're dropping everything, that's on them. You yeah, catch the ball I mean, you're too. basically, yeah, it, it's like a semi, it's, it's slightly worse in Buffalo because you know, both yeah. him and Allen, both Mahomes and Allen are both playing in the way of I have to do it all because I can't get help from my support. And at least the Bills have a running game, have James Cook to rely on, and they finally got Diggs involved when when all fancy football is fucking over. He finally has a good game. <laughs> yeah. Ah. He's bitter. Allen's got more in the receiving game to rely on, too, than what he does. What he does. By a, by a good amount. So And also Buffalo struggled on offense, too, especially the, yeah. especially the passing game. Josh Allen is looking more and more like oh, yeah, a more what... mobile version of like Brett Favre. So we have to live and die by the turnovers. Why can Dorsey got fired? Yep. And their offense actually got worse <laughs> in terms of efficiency. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the offense was actually it did. Like like if you go to the metrics, it said that the the offense got slightly worse in terms of efficiency. But yep. by the way, more mobile Brett Favre was actually Allen's ceiling coming out of the draft. So that's okay. Yeah. And he's pretty much lived <laughs> up to I mean, he's been better than that, but he's he's caught yeah. fallen. He's reverting from his uh back to his uh turnover self because you live and die by the Josh Allen. Yeah, he he sometimes forgets what team he plays for when he throws the ball. Right. <laughs> three interceptions in the first quarter. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this game? It's the way you want to win. Yeah, he threw it right to him, but they won. They won because Miami is just worse. Yep, Miami can't beat teams over 500. Miami there. can't beat teams without Harry. They're the AFC version of Dallas. Or mustard, or yeah, I mean, yeah. Or did Waddle play, or is Waddle out too? Waddle was out too. 
man. I mean, they they at least have an excuse. Yeah, but they still had Tyreek, and you have a more explosive running back in A-Chan. Yeah, but who's been also hurt for the majority of the season. And Tyreek isn't healthy either. He was in a walking no. boot at his own house fire. That's that right. Game. He had a house so, fire. like, And he had a walking boot on while he was at the house fire, so you can't tell me he's healthy. No. I got no. Um, oh, painkillers and everything else. Yep. Painkillers right. and cocaine. Uh, Washington Commanders fired uh, Jack Del Rio, Brent Visselmeyer, and Ron Rivera. So uh, DC's gone. Rivera's gone. Rivera, if he wants to be, will be in demand as a coordinator, I think. Oh, absolutely. If he wants to go yeah. be a DC again. He should be. His, I would be if I was him. Defenses have always been fantastic. <laughs> so maybe he'll go. Maybe him and Variable will go pair up. <laughs> Can we get him back? You can Bears? get some old school defensive minded coaches. Can we get him back to the Bears, please? Oh, yeah. To the, Bulls, the Bears. Back to the Bears. He was the <laughs> defensive coordinator of the last Super Bowl run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why the not? Like, enemy will actually get his promotion to finally he, become a head coach. Hired straight from the Bears, DC, to the Panthers head coach, or was there a stop in the middle there? Ron Rivera? I think, yeah, I think you're right because 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 uh, John Fox took over afterwards, right? Ooh, ooh. I was it was it the Panthers? Because Rivera took John Fox's role, right? No, other way around. He took over after other way Fox around. Got let go. Yeah, um, Rivera took over after Fox got let go. So yes, Rivera took John yeah, Fox's right. role. Yeah, role. Yep. Um, here we go. He. Was Jesus? He's started with Carolina in 2011. There it is. There's the whole thing. Uh, he was a Chargers defensive coordinator for three years in between his stops in Chicago. So Chicago's uh, defensive coordinator 04 through 06, uh, and then San Diego's from 08 to 10. Took over Carolina in 11 and has been a head coach ever since. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, commanders are going to end up maybe one of those teams that hires a head coach that's just the scapegoat for the rebuild. Is where I see them at. Got pick two. I mean, uh, maybe I, they'll try. You know, to make them. I, I mean, that roster is also it's it's they're going to be one of the worst teams next year too. Yeah, going to be a bad roster. All right. Parting ways, whatever that means. The Patriots and Bill Belichick mutually agreed to part ways on January 11th per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissario. Uh, Belichick had 24 seasons in New England, six Super Bowl championships, appeared in three others. Um, look, there's no denying the legacy he leaves there. There's also no denying it was time to move on. And I hope he retires because I don't. Yeah. There's been rumors that he's willing to go as a head coach without the GM duties, which would might be for the best, but he's, he's not going to take Atlanta. coordinator role. I hope he retires. I, he's going to Atlanta. Do you uh, think so as head coach? Dude, they're I their owner. Feels- I can I can't remember his name. Um, Arthur Blank. Arthur, yeah, I'm hearing he's desperate. I mean, fucking desperate to try to make a run. 
at the playoffs and further. Like, well, that's I, the, not the right way to do it. I, oh, tr- trust me, I know. Like, I, I think, like, I, I think he misses the yesteryears of the Matt Ryan era, and I think he gets desperate and tries to overpay for a coach. A Somebody's like, going to overpay for Belichick. Belichick and be disappointed because twenty four after twenty four seasons, the game evolves. What's very, very clear is he did not involve in his personnel decisions or otherwise with the game. Yeah. There was a lot of things that were were super questionable and fell flat about that. I don't know that you can trust him with a young team. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying I like it wherever at all. That's my prediction. Yeah. I got many predictions for Atlanta. Yeah. Now, what will be hot if he wants to coach Wink Martindale? Uh, Giants announced on the tenth that they parted ways with Martindale. Uh, two days following reports that Martindale had resigned from the position as Giants defensive coordinator after two seasons. Giants defense played decent down the stretch. Um, Wink has had a lot of success in a lot of different places. Long time in Baltimore, right? For Wink Martindale. That sounds right. Yeah. I think. Pull that. Pull up his coaching three two. Longtime defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. Uh, for the Baltimore Ravens, he was there from two thousand. With the Ravens from two thousand twelve to twenty twenty one. Serving yeah. as their DC from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one. He was also a Broncos defensive coordinator in two thousand ten. So, we're on the failed Josh McDaniels regime. Anyway, Wink will be in demand if he wants to keep going as a defensive coordinator. And then, last one before we get to the rumor mill Seahawks announced on January 10th Pete Carroll will no longer be the franchise's head coach after 14 seasons. Uh, the team amicably agreed with Carroll that his role will evolve from head coach to remain with the organization as an advisor. Yeah, that he's up there in H two, and that one came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was pretty it shocking. Had, yeah, it did it have to do more with his playoff? Like he, you know, missing the playoffs, and they're like, "All right, you know what? Let's, it's time to move on. It's over." I don't know if it was that. I don't know if it was just that he's up there in age, and maybe. With it being mutual, maybe he was ready to to move off the sideline, but still have a role around football. Like it doesn't sound like they wanted him gone, gone. So yeah, sounded like they were ready to move on in the future, right? You know, Pete yeah. Carroll had a great tenure with them during his time. Obviously, got him a Super Bowl. You know, went to two. Um, I can see it as. Maybe Pete was thinking about it, and Seattle was probably nudging that forward. Mm-hmm. Do you want to inject some of the youth in here as you enter your next, as they enter their next stage post Pete Carroll and them trying to find their quarterback of the future while also, you know, juggling with what to do with Metcalf and Lockett and JSN? And mm-hmm. their defense has played very well. Um, you know, with all things considered, that, you know, you know, post Legion of Boomer, especially these last handful of years, they found some some good benchmarks for the future for them. So this could be a very uh a very interesting job. Obviously a little too far away to make a big move to trade a four quarterback this year, but you bring back Gino. 
It could. You know, I can see them in the market for a day two quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what a day two quarterback does for him, but I could too. Yeah. Gives him op- another option, I guess, along with, you know, and lock. That guy slips. Who knows? I mean, it's, we see it every year. You yeah. take a project QB. How often do those? Oh, there's quite a few QBs out there too. I am told this yeah. is a very, very good class. <laughs> yeah, I've been well, told that for a long time. We've been, told, we've been told that for. Uh, do we need to yeah. talk about the Lawrence? Pre- I, I hope it's not the twenty-one class. Or, or, yeah, dude, I hope it's about, not the twenty-one class. Yeah, talk about no. twenty twenty-one or any of the project QBs over the last several years. Not that we're outside of the first round. I won't be surprised if JJ McCarthy actually goes back. To be honest with you guys, I think he's going to declare. I think he should. He, is, he needs to go back. He he's not gonna he's not gonna declare. He's gonna say I'm going back. Harbaugh's if he gets back, back to yeah. If he gets back to back natties too, especially if Harbaugh returns, yeah. Harbaugh is returning. He's one. Someone will convince like, himself it's been a high pick on McCarthy. What's funny about this though, like as we were talking about this whole rumor mill and everyone, all these head coaches being uh, fired or you know being relieved of their duties, the Harbaugh to the NFL has like really dried up because prior to all this. There was rumor mills of Harbaugh going to the Chargers, Harbaugh possibly going to the Commanders, Raiders are interested, and then it's Sunday gone. Monday comes. The odds and then, you don't hear anything else. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's been a rumor every year for the last like five years that Harbaugh wants to make a return to the NFL someday. He will not. I think. I don't know if you guys. Really I think he uses final. it as a benchmark to get more money from Michigan. I think he uh, uses it as a way to get. More leverage on him, is it? Like I was watching, I was watching this ESPN documentary like prior to the game, and they were talking about his dad. I don't know, get to anything a lot about college football, but like Michigan football, his dad Jack was the assistant coach to Bo Schembechler, who was the head coach back in the eighties, who also had Jim Harbaugh on the team as quarterback. So come to come to find out, Jack Harbaugh influences both John and Jim for basically like their career type of decision. So like if they need any advice, dad's the one that gives them, dad's the one that pushes them. Makes sense. So I'm thinking, so basically after winning that game, it's like, you know, Saban retires, you know, out of out of the blue, it feels like. And then here we are now. So how about could be like the new, the Saban of the North and build like what Bo Schembechler had back in the day. I think you're riding a high right now. No, I'm not. But, I'm not like, I mean, we're trying to have- we can talk. We can talk about Saban, by the way, because he retired effectively. But I mean, yeah, calling. Let's say, let me put it this way: calling somebody the Saban of anything is the equivalent of calling, you know, whoever wins this year's Super Bowl the, you know, let's say that Dan Campbell goes and and does it and. You know, you've got this awesome turnaround, just like Harbaugh's turned the program around, and he goes and wins the Super Bowl. Is he the Belichick of the of the mid Middle North? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, yeah, but Saban's yeah, but such Harbaugh's a tough, to... tough legacy to touch. No, like, like I'm saying, like, could you start something that Saban started? Because se- first seven years of Harbaugh, we were we were ready to get rid of him. The last three years, he's made it to. It seems like every year the fan base is like torn on the fact that they want to keep him or not. 
Right. And especially was, the he, scandals that have been coming out too. Yeah. I, I think he's, he, I think he's going to stay. It's not that I'm on this hiring thing. I just honestly think he, he should really actually just stay. No, I think he just will. Stay I think he should stay too. The yeah. odds and the odds flipped, right? He was being favored to the way to the Raiders and it flipped. And I'm looking at all these head coach interviews right now. National title game's over. He's not interviewing anywhere. So yeah. no, there's nothing being pulled. Yeah. I, I can see him definitely now with when you want to, I can see him wanting to build his own legacy and him getting one now it's probably makes it even easier for him to make that decision to stay which is right ryan i agree i think he's going to convince mccarthy to stay with them yeah i mean they offered him 10 year 125 million and he held out it's like you know i would hold out too because if i win the (laughs) national title i'm gonna ask for more even more money so i mean college i don't want to pay the players we're just going to overly pay everything else just, oh no, they're paying the so. players because I mean, look at the players are going that went <laughs> no, back so far. They're getting so deals, like, yeah. It's awesome. to me. I love it. I love college football more than I like pro football. So, yeah, I don't want to talk I college football more anymore, though. So let's move on. <laughs> I'm with Hopper. That's uh, we have a plenty of college in the off season. Yeah, we got plenty of things to talk about in the off season. World, plenty of time to talk or not talk about Harbaugh anymore, but. Saying about Michigan's like I'm the wearing Michigan thing every 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 Thursday. You'll just see me wearing Michigan stuff. I don't care. That's not going to bother me. I just don't want to talk about it for 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> head coaching GM interviews. Uh, we'll start with Atlanta. Their head coaching requests are out. This is where we're going to see who's in demand, who's being considered, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Atlanta's got requests out there for Brian Callahan, who's the Bengals OC. Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson, Ravens assistant head coach and DL coach Anthony Weaver, 49ers DC Steve Wilkes right now for the Falcons. Yeah, ben Johnson's going to be a popular one. We know that. That's that's more so what we're trying to get figured out here. Who are the popular interviews going to be? Ben Johnson is going to be a popular interview. Um, I think that Brian Callahan is going to be a pretty popular interview um aaron glenn is is interesting to me um same thing you know steve wilkes if you're looking for a defensive coach i could get it he'll have some some interest but may ultimately not end up with a head coaching job out of the offseason uh raven's assistant head coach sure makes sense the most interesting one here to me is aaron glenn i don't know that i ryan helped me out here as a resident detroit fan i don't know that i fully understand that head coach interview i don't I don't understand either i don't know if it's more just the well it's not the room, room he has oh okay it's not what he, it's not what he produces on the field because what he yeah. produces on the field is not it's been pretty bad yeah no i and i will definitely 100 support you guys on that because yes it has been really bad because every game's a shootout we're yeah. letting nick mullins throw over like 400 yards on us <laughs> twice and they're interviewing wilk so it's not a rooney rule interview so we know no. that because as much it as could, I, as much as I be, hate that, that does happen. So, yeah, yeah. it just could be the, the locker room type of president he has, the camaraderie he has. You know, he might not be that great of a coach, but um, like what he produces with on the field. But coaching wise, he has, you know, the players listen when they when he speaks. I think they all run it back there anyway. So I think, I think both of them stay in Detroit. I think so too. Well, yeah. Ben Johnson could get a f load of a whirlwind of money to go somewhere, and which I think is what it will require for him. It's, to leave that's what it's going to require to get him away. 
Brian Callahan coming out of Cincinnati, um, I don't think that's going to require a whirlwind of money for him. No, no. He wants and, to get out of the limelight that, of Taylor. Yeah, and that does kind of make sense given how you know the Bengals had their injury problems and stuff, but you know, he, like Browning performed really, really well down the stretch. Better than I expected, yes. And they performed pretty well over the last couple of years. So, you know, he's not going to be... I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up with a spot, but if it doesn't happen, then that makes sense, too. Yep. All right, the Panthers. Um, They are also interviewing Brian Callahan and Ben Johnson. In addition, this is a long list. Get ready. Dave Canales, the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, makes sense, right? Yep. Um, yep. Did good things with Baker. Got a lot out of that offense. That makes some sense in the same way that Callahan makes sense. Gero Avero, which makes sense. It's their own defensive coordinator. Uh, Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald. Ravens offensive coordinator Todd Munkin. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris. Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Dolphins offensive coordinator Frank Smith and interim head coach Chris Tabor. So some different names here. Ejero Averro, he did he get I remember his name from last cycle. Was he getting head coaching interviews last cycle before ultimately settling in as a DC? I don't remember. I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. I think I can't remember. I know he was in last year's cycle. Let me see if I made any notes on it. Probably not. Uh, 2023, February 9. What did I say about him here? Carolina hired former Denver defensive coordinator. Rivera. Okay. So he wasn't. Man, just imagine. What? Just imagine the Carolina Panthers could have the number one pick right now. It could have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the they quarterbacks could they wanted this year. They could have. They don't. Of, but instead of trading up for uh Bryce Young. They could have. They don't. Um Avero <laughs> was fuck them. That's why. Yeah. The DC for them. I don't know. It, defense performed well down the stretch too once they got healthy for Carolina. Offense was a problem. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what to think about any of these, really. Bobby Sloak makes no. a lot of sense. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets more sniffing um, with what the Texans have been able to do with a young quarterback and a young offense and how they've been able to to produce. Um, Munkin had a good year for Baltimore. I'd be surprised if he makes the jump. I don't think he will. I don't... Uh, it's... Uh, it'll take at least another year. If, they, if Baltimore has playoff success... They go on to win a Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Yep. We tend to see both. So we tend to see both Super Bowl teams as, you know, coaching, you know, assistant coaching vacancy jobs, OSC jobs. You know, it, it tend to get plucked pretty well. Yeah, but well, I, I think Muckin stays. And it's not hard to break this down, right? They've got several offensive coordinators that were able to take young or offenses in transition and get them to perform. They've got two popular interviews in Callahan and Johnson, and then former head coaching experience with Munkin Quinn and, uh, 
well, with Monk and Quinn and Morris. So we'll see. They're probably going to hire a general a general manager first, um, and really just I won't go through all the names. They're looking at a bunch of a bunch of assistants. They're looking at assistance from the Giants, the Lions, the Colts, the Bucks, the Eagles, the Saints, the Raiders, the Ravens, the Pan- two internal hires, and uh, the Chiefs. So they're very desperate to yeah. build whatever they can with what they have. Because look, looking at the roster, look at their salary cap next year. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna throw a bunch of interviews at the wall and and find what they like, which isn't necessarily bad. Um, Giants assistant general manager is the most interesting thing on that list to me. I think you can easily make arguments for Lions, Colts, Bucks, Eagles, executives. Um, Saints is a little curious. Raiders is a little curious. Um, but yeah, Ravens, Chiefs, absolutely. Front offices are going to get poached. Yeah, never successful. Happens every year. Yep. Now Always. there are the, the other thing that's interesting is there is absolutely no I don't let me let me about this real quick. Yeah, there's absolutely no overlap in who they're interviewing for GM and who the Raiders are interviewing for GM. None hmm. right now. Interesting. Uh we should Raider, put in our applications. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll fix your team. Most As inter- Most interesting person on the Raiders list is recently fired Chargers GM Tom Telesco. And then I think I got to look this up. Kelly is one of those universal names. I don't know if that's a female interview. It might. There's <laughs> a female. I would love interview. to see a woman. I would love to see a woman GM. Man, man, just to see Broncos executive. All the old heads. Kelly Klein, uh, Van Calligan. Well, I want to see it. I want to. I want a woman GM. Just to see a bunch of the old heads get pissed off and a woman knows is in a position of power for their football team. I do too. They're gonna be so it's, it's gonna be like you know, Des Bryant times ten. It's gonna be yeah. perfect. She is the executive director of football ops and special advisor to the general manager for the Broncos. All right. Keeping it moving. Uh there is also very little overlap. The Chargers and Raiders seem to be going for no. Chargers got a little overlap. We'll start with their GM interviews. So Brandon Brown is interviewing for the Chargers job as well as the Panthers job. He's the Giants assistant. Uh, Bears assistant GM Ian Cunningham is in the running there, just because I'm a Bears fan. And then Terrence Gray is the other other overlap there. Yeah, Bill's director of player personnel. Terrence Gray interviewing there. Um, Head coaching interviews. They are also interviewing Ben Johnson and Brian Callahan. Um, yeah, other, yeah. So what else are they doing? Leslie Frazier is on that interview list, Dan. He's a, he's a player's coach. Former Bills DC. Aaron Glenn's on this list. Um, Raiders defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham is on this list. That one's interesting, I guess. Um, then yeah, Johnson, Munkin, Kellen Moore. Apparently interviewed for this. He's, he, uh, and I guess more, it was all it was all homeboy for Dallas. It was never Kellen Moore. <laughs> yeah, it was always McCarthy. McCarthy, actually, yeah. Yeah. I think 
Moore is let go. Give Smith also interviewed, by the way, their interim. I think Moore is not legit. He's staying. He's staying. He's he's absolutely staying. You think he'll stay? <laughs> he needs he needs a healthier. Yeah. I mean, I'd be surprised. I'm I'm surprised he's getting any interviews in general. I mean, I, I know he'll get a pass because of just how much just how hurt the Chargers were this year, but and just with the success that he had in Dallas prior to this, um, I think he it'll be once the Chargers are are healthy and can actually find team success. But we'll see because it hasn't really been there. <laughs> They've had one playoff appearance and uh, they blew a huge lead. So yeah, something tells me that uh, this is feels like a Todd Munkin stop if he were to make that jump. Yeah, I don't think they go back to back defensive head coaches with Herbert and what's gone on with the. Defense. No, you want. I mean, you want someone that can gel with more. Like I, I would, I think they would promote more before they, like, before they brought another offensive minded head coach. But again, but it, it, it's what's more than to deserve a promotion. I don't exactly. That's the whole reason. Like I don't like. Don't want to have someone that can pair well with them. And yeah. it's just, it's going to be, you know, if you bring an offense of, of guy, you know, is he going to try to clash and call plays? And, you know, we, we all know that can become, you know, pear shape pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, maybe that's a situation where a guy like with head coaching experience, like Munkin or Dan Quinn or Raheem Morris can come in. Quinn and Morris yeah. are both defensive minded head coaches, but, or even Wilkes who have all been head coaches before and kind of, know from their last go arounds like they're not yep. gonna interfere with Kellen Moore, but neither did Staley. So if you want him to to mesh well, maybe you do need somebody with more of an offensive mind. That's that true. Is, that's is, a fair point. That is okay with not being the guy. And that's why I think Munkin makes a lot of sense. But also I was wrong. He does not have head coaching. Oh yeah he does. No, he doesn't. He does not have head coaching experience at the NFL level. He was former no, no. He came over from Georgia. Yeah. He yeah. was a former bucket, bucket years OC. So. And Browns too, right? Uh, I thought I thought he was part of that because basically wherever he goes, he tends to fluctuate his scheme based around the talent, which is. Oh, yeah. He was in Cleveland in March. 2019. 2019 Browns OC. That was a fucking dumpster fire year for them, though. <laughs> that was uh, everything was that Kitchens. went wrong went wrong. That was the Freddie Kitchens. His head the coach. Freddie Kitchens, the OBJ. Literally everything that could have gone wrong went wrong for Cleveland yeah. that year. Outside of, you know, Brendan and Deshaun Watson. He does lead to a lot of interceptions. Jameis Winston, 30. Baker Mayfield, 20. I mean, you're gonna have that fucking mentality. Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, I think he's perfect for for uh, Justin Herbert. He's at actual arm talent. Yeah, yeah, just. Yep. How much did Jackson throw this year? Did he have a lot of interceptions this year? I don't think so. But he doesn't throw nearly as much as you he's know seven. He, he had a one and a half int rate. It's pretty fucking good for uh pretty good. running back there. Yeah, he doesn't throw nearly as much as uh. Is Baker did that year though, or is is James no. did? But yeah. also just more talented and completely different skill set. Yeah, Lamar, you know, can provide you more than just trying to hug it and chuck it down the field. Yep. All right, 
Uh, Tennessee Titans. So their head coaching spot, Mike Kafka's name shows up. Really? Giants offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka. That seems curious. I don't think that's, that's... happen. What? Yeah, 100%. He wasn't even good last year. The defense nope. is what carried that team to the playoffs last year. Yep. And carried him down the stretch this year. I don't know. Okay. Um, sure. Every, everyone else won't surprise you. It's Ben Johnson, Antonio Pierce, Bobby Slowick, and Dan Quinn. Ben Johnson's going to go on a whole fucking five tour. Of he, five. No, he is. He's going to be the most popular Option. It's going to be great when he stays because and if the Raiders don't keep Pierce, then that makes a lot of sense here. Um, Slowick would end up in a very, what I would consider similar situation than what he's leaving. But yeah, I don't know. Titans don't have an attractive spot. There, someone said their team is attractive. I'm like, how? No, to, Why? to who? To who? Like they, they, like their defense, I guess, improved, but like you have this is the. It, it feels Cle- it's a it's not a good spot. This is the Cleveland Browns last team in the bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously. it's not it's it's not New England bad. Yeah, it's, New England, bad. it's not Washington bad either, but it's it's not. Yeah, it, I wouldn't put it on a list of attractive coaching jobs. Right. They're trying to say it's because of Will Levis. I'm like, how in one um, good game, which that's it. Like he right. takes a lot of fucking sacks. Mediocre quarterback. You've got no skill oh. players around him. Henry's. Said a spare wells and was likely out. Andy's a 30 plus year old running back, and that's your best offensive beast. Yeah. And your best running back doesn't have any knees. Right. And he got 77 and a half million in cap space. Uh, and you gotta build a whole team. And you gotta build that, a whole team up with that. If there's ever a coaching job to be a one and done there, it's gonna be Tennessee next this upcoming year. I hope they got they don't draft a quarterback. Please maybe please they do don't. maybe they do hire Mike Kafka. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Just just Perfect. give shit with shits. It's, yeah. Sacrificial lamb, get him in there and get him gone. Ben Johnson's uh, gonna go there because he wants to. I don't know. Actually, do it. the Titans wouldn't be a bad place to go because they have, like I said, what was it seventy-one million in cap space, and then in, in twenty twenty-five they have two hundred eleven million in cap space. So you can actually build a team out right there with that. You can around who though? I mean, you, you still need prospects still that, that are already well. there to be build a role, and you still have to draft well. I mean. The Bears have a lot of picks, and well, well, you still got Hopkins. Hopkins, have... Hopkins will leave. Hopkins, I don't think he's gonna leave. He's there for plus, another year. He's a thirty-plus wide receiver that's coming off of a down year. Yeah, yeah. Don't have any. Can't stay healthy. Just need to stay healthy. Tajay Spears building around a running back with no knees. Love it. They're gonna Let's go out and sign. They're going to make a 2018 super team. They're going to go sign Odell and Mike Evans with that that contract <laughs> money as the wide receiver one and two. And then they're going to go get... Say the name. Say the name. Do it. Which name? Who's throwing them the football? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. Uh, and then... <laughs> Then they're going to go re-sign uh, Derrick Henry. They're going to get Cordero Patterson behind him. I'm figuring out how they're going to I'm not going to lie. That would be kind of that'd be kind of sexy. And then that'd be such a big fucking backfield too. Let's see. They're going to go sign who can we sign? Joe Flacco. Although Beckham Jr. He's going to mentor Will Levis. He's going to go mentor Will Levis. 
Yep. All right, here's he's, how you be a statue and throw the football fucking yeah, six yeah, and yeah. Plus yards and not suck. Yeah, and not suck. Yeah, you throw picks, really it's fine. Just Ooh, don't take any sacks. They're trading for Russell Wilson. I figured it out. That's what they're going to do. That's right, because they want it. They're like, you know, cheap. Russ is going to go f- so fucking What cheap. about signing T. Higgins? Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman Jr. I'm just throwing shit at the fucking wall. You make it sound like they're going to make good decisions, Ryan. Well, I mean, that's what you, you have the capabilities of making good Since decisions. Since he's not letting T. Higgins go. They're gonna they're gonna give T his money. They're gonna just, they're gonna build around those three. We'll figure that and out. Higgins, Burrow, and Chase. Noah Brown after you know five good games in his five year career. Noah Brown. Noah Brown will end up somewhere, but he's like he, he's like the show's child, man. We've been with him since their since his humble beginnings as a twenty year old. Yeah, the sophomore twenty year old sophomore, and we said, "Why the fresh shirt, fresh." Resher sophomore who uh, was very very raw. Hey, he, he's Staying still in the goddamn league. Good for him, man. He's finally there. Anyway. It's like him and Hertz are 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 yeah, our children. Wants. They are yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Commanders. Uh, they're also interviewing Aaron Glenn. Uh, and let's see, anyone new on that list? Anthony Weaver. No, no one new on that list. Same guys. Weaver, Quinn, Morris, Mike McDonald, uh, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn. Only one offensive interview right now for the Commanders. Interesting. I think that's inter- interesting as well. Um, and then some different names for GM, which I've just come to the conclusion is going to be all over the place. Another Chiefs executive, Bears executive Ian Cunningham is the only overlap. Um, Alec Halabi, Eagles assistant, and Adam Peters. And then for the Bears, they've got two OC interviews lined up. They're the only ones to sign to co- coordinator interviews right now. Shane Waldron, who's the former Seahawks offensive coordinator, and then Clint Kubiak. Oh, there's a fucking name. I figured you'd appreciate that one. No, I'm good. He was the passing game coordinator for the 49ers, which actually feels attractive, coming off of going from Minnesota as OC... Kubiak side of it, and then passing game coordinator for San Francisco off the Shanahan tree. Still young. Don't hate that. He'll probably be. He'll be I think he was trying to be too much like his dad during his Minnesota stint. Mm-hmm. I think cool. being, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. which 12th in yards, fine. 14th in points, and, you know, top third of the league in passing offense and top half in rushing offense is when you're Minnesota. That's not terrible. And then you go he'll, learn from Shanahan. He'll get an OC job. Yeah. Maybe that'll be the name to watch for an OC spot somewhere. That's what he's interviewing for with the Bears is OC. See? See? There you go. There it's you like, go. I would prefer Kubiak over Waldron out of the two right now. That's fair. Very much. Um. Yeah. More updates on those as we go. Let's go ahead and hit the beer review, and then we'll talk some key off-season dates and wrap this thing up. Let's go. Beer review. I'm going because I, I got to go to the... <laughs> okay. I've been holding this for a minute. So I'm drinking again. I'm drinking uh Riggs 
Beer Company out of Urbana, Illinois. This is their sports beer. This is their black lager. Um, again, it, it's a, a medium, you know, a medium-ish, more roasty body than what you get from your traditional stouts and porters, but it still gives you the classic uh, feel of it uh, without the overly uh, 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 fillingness of what you would get from them. So this is not the most popular style out there. Um, but if you ever get a chance to find black lagers or even black IPAs, even uh, give them a try. They are fantastic. And, and well, I think most people out there won't be able to find rigs outside of Illinois. Um, give the style a try if you find it. I actually, if I find, I hope I find some rigs down here because occasionally they pop up. I'd like to try that. You should get there should be rigs. Unfortunately, Randall's Randall's yeah. normally has something. It's just normally the lager or the heffy. True, true. But all right, Ryan, why don't you go while Dan goes in peace? Because I'm sure he's interested to know about this pastrami beer. Pastrami beer? Yeah. So I had New Hollow Breweries, Mad Hatter, Tomatoes IPA. Why do you call it pastrami? Because no. My beer is a pastrami beer. Oh, I was gonna say, why'd you call it pastrami? I'm like, it has definitely no like pastrami taste to it. <laughs> no, I said, I'm sure he wants to hear about the pastrami beer, so you go while he beats. Oh, okay, manager. I mean, stuff. definitely hosting, definitely like one of my, yeah, definitely one of my favorite beers when it comes to IPAs. Like, it's not as tropical and fruity as most IPAs are. This one kind of has a like a mild, more of a grapefruit orange flavor to it, more of a piney hops type of flavor, I'd say. Would be probably the best way to, to look at it. Uh, decent crisp. And it definitely flows well because I'm already on my second one and almost done with it. But when I always try to tell people, like, I'm like, try this. I'm like, it's an IPA, but it doesn't taste like an IPA because you don't taste a grapefruit. You taste like like a more earth. Like I was, that'd be more earthy then at that point. Uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, if you don't miss so Midwest, I'm assuming those are mostly Michigan hops. So yeah, you'll get some grapefruit, some like resin, like piney resin, maybe, but definitely yes. earthiness out of it. Yeah, definitely like it a lot. This would be this is a what's it what's that of Michigan type of yeah. beer, Lake Michigan beer. Probably a little caramel malt in there with some good backbone to support it. Yeah, I can tell from the color. Cool. Yeah, it's got a nice amber color to it. Very uh, well, you yeah. can see it there. No, I, but yeah, like it definitely looks like IPA, but it's not as cloudy. Like it has, it's like a fifty-fifty cloudy to clear. I can yeah. see through it, but it's not as bad as like a normal IPA. For sure. All right, and for me, as a reminder, Pipeworks Brewing out of Chicago. I am drinking their Pastrami on Rye, which is a rye ale with smoked malt, brown sugar, black pepper, coriander seed, red pepper, and mustard seed. A lot to unpack. Um. So I'm just going to go with what I'm tasting because it's probably the best way to do it. Um, good body. It's not as heavy as a stout. Um, I would say probably in the body range of like a dark amber ale. Um, not maybe a little thicker than a porter, but not at stout level. Um, it's spicy. Um, not like in a in a hot spicy, but in a spice spicy. That bl- that red pepper and black pepper and rye spice definitely like all show up at the front. Um, some of the caramel malt 
and I guess brown sugar, but that should have fermented out mostly. Gives a little bit of like a back end sweetness to help support support that. Um, smoke malt really is not prominent in this, like like at all. It's very very subtle. It's a really good mishmash of flavors. Um, for me, the spice makes it like hard to drink this fast. It's not offensive. It's not off putting by any means. It's just not something that you can drink a lot of because there's a lot. It's very, very bold and a very, very powerful beer. So there's a lot going on in it. So, I mean, overall, for all of that, it's not bad in the least bit. Pipeworks executed pretty well. It's just, it's very different and it's very bold. What they do. That is what they do. They do bold on a lot of shit. Ryan, have you ever had a Pipeworks IPA? Pipeworks? No. Okay. We should get a chance to drink Lizard King. You should uh like put your mic back where it goes, Dan. If you ever, right in front of it. If you ever get a chance to find uh Lizard King, get it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Ninja versus Unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's their flagship. Right next to Lizard King. Yeah. You'll notice some they got some dope ass can work. I still owe you a uh, four. Yes. I still I owe love you a dope four ass back. can work. I still owe you a four. You had a dope ass can work. Yeah. Maybe I'll just yeah. send you one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You still owe me one. I do. And I got to send beer out next. I got to send beer out on Monday anyway. It's going to be cold as balls, but I got to send beer out next week sometime. Let's put it that way. It'll not be the coldest birthday I've had. <laughs> coming from Minnesota that doesn't surprise me but it's still going to be cold it's going to be cold as shit we had I think we had record setting days on my on my 22nd and it was like it was like negative like 50 below windshield it was bad fucking just like why am I out here and of course I still went out and I forced friends to go out with me and rack up a fucking huge bar tab it's the best way to do it with your shirt off yeah, no, I'm not, not that fucking that. stupid. Not no. that. All right. Um, what's up? I might have found it near me. It's with, it's eight and a half miles away. There you go. Get there some. you go. Get some. Do it. All right. Here we go. Um, 2024 league year. Let's get into some of these dates and what to be expected. So uh, fifth-year options could start for 2021 by January 8th. We don't see that happen immediately. That's not the deadline. That's just when they can start picking them up. Um, so really nothing picks up until after the Super Bowl on February 11th. February 20th um, is when they can when teams can start designating franchise and transition players. The combine is February 27th. So what you can expect from the show is that we will start the week before that. No, I'm off somewhere here. Anyway, no, I'm not. Combine starts February 27th. It ends March 4th. So from the show, um, we will... The week before that, yeah, I'm a little off here. The week before that, we will 
preview, start to look at the draft class, what to watch at the combine, et cetera, et cetera. So that is February 27th through March 4th. March 5th is the franchise tag deadline. March 11th is the legal tampering period. So March will be a little bit fun. Legal tampering, free agency. Um, yeah. Other than that, after that, next few things to draft, really. Um, and that will be April 25th. Now, where on here? Let's see, somewhere in January. January 15th is when underclassmen have to declare by. Yes. So and January 19th Monday. sleeper and January 19th sleeper updates their list usually. Yep. So hopefully. Boop boop. Yep. So by Monday, everyone has to be declared that's going to declare. So we'll go over that uh, very, very soon. Uh, we got free agency primer episodes coming, so we won't spend a lot of time going through that. We got team needs episodes coming. Um, we got dynasty look back starting. I got to move everything up a week. So we'll probably actually start those next week because I'm off by a week somehow. Yeah. This is really just me making sure the show schedule is right. Welcome to a production. <laughs> no, uh, we'll start dynasty look backs next week. So we'll start by looking back at the 2021 class where um, franchise tag decisions are deal and then get to 22, 23. So, Sounds fun. Three years. And yeah. Other than Love that. It. Looking uh, forward to it. Thank you guys for tuning in. We will be back next week to look at the 2021 class and give you a dynasty update on, on them. Until then, uh, if you're in any of the 90% of the United States that's going to experience some shitty weather, stay warm, stay safe. And go blue. No, 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 no. That is way too close to something else that we don't say. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>